0: Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Gerard McCarthy, and on this week's show, we pay homage to the two Cork Current Account.ie All-Ireland Junior and Intermediate Club winners. I speak to members of both Glanmire and O'Donoghue Rossa following their historic All-Ireland successes. Glanmire's Orla Roach, Ava Carey and Michael Sully O'Sullivan join me to recap the club's memorable All Ireland intermediate final victory over Ballynamoor Shauna Hesland at Crow Park. As well as that, O'Donovan Ross's James O'Donovan, Avo O'Donovan, Laura Mahoney and Kate O'Donovan recount their club's unforgettable All Ireland junior final win over Mayo's Clare Morris at Parnell Park. Finally, we'll hear from EchoLive.ie chief sub-editor Rory Noonan, who's on the sideline throughout Glanmire and O'Donovan Ross's remarkable successes during 2023. That's all to come on this week's very special edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Last Saturday's i.e., All-Ireland Intermediate Club Championship final between Cork champions Clanmire and Leitrim's Balnamore's Sean O'Heslunds at Crow Park resulted in an historic 5-8 to 1-6 win for the Cork club. Orla Roach, Ava Carey and Michael Sully O'Sullivan join me on the Big Red Bench to talk about Clanmire's remarkable year, their win over Sean O'Heslunds, the reception they got in Crow Park and back in Clanmire, as well as all the celebrations that followed. Now on Cork's Red FM's Big Red Bench, we are absolutely thrilled to be joined by three very important figures uh, that played a vital role in the 2023 Cork LGFA Intermediate County Munster Intermediate Provincial Championship and just this past weekend, the All-Ireland Intermediate Final Victory at Crow Park from the club Glanmire LGFA. We're delighted to be joined by Orla Roach. Orla, how are you?
2: I'm great,
1: how are you? I'm good, that voice sounds a bit rickety, we won't keep it too long. We're also joined by Ava Carey. Ava, how are you? I'm good,
2: yeah,
1: thank you very much. Oh, likewise, likewise, as well with the voice, good to hear you. And uh, delighted to be joined by a very, very influential and important figure on the sideline and in the background. And that is Michael O'Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. Sully, how are you?
0: Great. Jerry I'm fabulous. Thank you. I'm fabulous.
1: Yeah. I know you're fabulous, Sully. Everyone knows you're fabulous. And we're going to start with you, Michael, because... Sorry, Sully. We're going to start with you. Congratulations, first of all, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on the Big Red Bench because what a year for Glanmire on and off the pitch, Sully. Um, you know, county champions, provincial champions, now all Ireland champions. I know you did it back in 2018, did you see this coming, Sully? Was there a moment during the year where you kind of went, okay, we're onto something here or is this the culmination of the three previous years where you got so close to winning the intermediate?
0: Uh, did we see it coming? Um, we probably didn't see an All-Ireland coming if we're to be very truthful. Certainly not back when we were blowing Clannacilty and you dare reported on our first league fixture of the year and, um, we did have huge ambitions and absolute belief that we could go and win a county. Like, I mean, we were absolutely certain of that. And the girls made us convinced us of that more than anyone. But, you know, I think I heard Ellen Toomey say it before when we got out of the county, you know, we, we did rally, like we really rallied together in that we'd go on the next journey. And it was nearly seen as an extra part because up to that, there was only five steps and it was the first three rounds, the semi and the final, but uh, it took off after that. And once we got on the journey, like look at the girls. Look at the they produced their best stuff out in the, outside of the county nearly. So uh, yeah, I think as it went on, we thought we could, but maybe not at the start. Maybe Vincey Barry did actually. He <laughs> <No,
1: wrong laughs> probably tell you he did. Yeah. No, that's uh, a fair, yeah. that, That's a fair summation. And Ava, from your point of view and the players' point of view, look, I've been there for the last three years at those county finals, your heart just goes out to you. And it would, be, it would have been very, very easy and understandable for Glanmire not to get back to an intermediate, a fourth intermediate county final in a row. But getting back and winning it and defeating Neva Vaughan, was that a catalyst? Was there a moment when that all died down and the euphoria of that where you just kind of went, you know, we've nothing to lose here. We might as well have a real crack off Munster and see what happens. Yeah, that was exactly
3: it really. And like it was tough the last three years not to leave the boots in the dressing room and just pack it in and say, look, it's just not for us. But I think and that goes, kind of goes for anything that gets out of Cork that can sometimes be the toughest battle. Mm. And we knew that we had such a good momentum going. We weren't ready to stop. We weren't ready to have our Monday evenings and our Thursday evenings and our Saturday mornings back. Extra bonus for us.
1: It was an extra bonus. And just on that, Eva, how close, like this team has been through a lot. I mean, most teams might lose you know, a county final here and there. They might get close. They might go on monster, but they might win All-Ireland. But was the closeness of the group and what you'd been through probably back in 2018, because you were one of those players, home parking, did you tap into that much? Or was this really kind of like a new group just doing their own thing?
3: I think this year there was just kind of a new buzz. There was a few new players added to the panel and stuff. And we just really clicked as a group from the get-go. And obviously we had that same bond back in 2018 and some of that core is still with us. And I think like the older, more experienced girls benefit from training with the younger girls. And likewise, you know, um, but I just think that like we just have such a good bond, all of us. And the trip to London as well kind of helped with that when you're together for, what was it, 24, 30 hours. Like you just kind of have to, I don't know, you have to be getting on with everyone really for that to work out
1: you certainly do it certainly was working out for you Orla Roach uh, in the All-Ireland final you took on Balnamore Shauna Heslin surprise finalist in some people's eyes but you still had to take them on uh, the Leitrim team in Crow Park the opportunity to, first of all to play in Crow Park in the All-Ireland final what did that feel like but for you out of the 5-8 and the 5-8 to 1-6 victory what a day for you you scored 2-1 I mean you know, these are these are things that you will live, live with you for the rest of your life. What was that day in Crow Park like? And, and what was it like to score, you know, not one, but twice, two goals?
2: Um. Well, I don't know. I still can't believe it now because all my life I've wanted to play in Crow Park and, like, never mind scoring two goals. But I think when you're there and you're playing football with the same girls all the time, it doesn't really matter where you are just as long as you keep going and you keep going and I don't know what I was doing with the goals I thought I may as well go for it like you know not not every day you go to play in Grove Park so I thought I'll just go for them and yeah
1: um, and I think the fact you just mentioned there as well, did that big open pitch? It obviously suited you on the day. You were able to play to your strengths. But the team, uh, to me, you were a little bit nervous in the opening few minutes. But you settled then. Like you got a couple of early scores, and you, like the there was a lot of penalties. Ava made of, you know Ava was involved mm-hmm. in the penalties there as well. But yeah. just order from your own point of view, as the game was developing, like was it just a case of you know head down, keep going? We got we, you know you were you we were racking up a fairly impressive score, but you didn't take your foot off the gas.
2: Yeah, no, they were a good team. Like mm. even though that like the scoreline might not show it, they were a good team. Because I remember saying in the interview, like when I came off, I was still, I was still on the edge of my seat. Thank God for Ava saving that penalty. I think I would have had a heart attack. But like, um, no, they were still going, and it, it's an unreal pitch. It's it's a pitch for running. Like, mm. so there's lots of space, and they had runners. Like I, I think it was their number ten. She was like she was running everywhere, all over the pitch. So they were a good team. Like they were still going.
1: And, Ava, just back to you on that. Whatever about scoring 2 1 in all Ireland final? And what a moment for Order Watch to achieve that as a goalkeeper on the day you're hoping to keep a clean sheet. You're hoping your kickouts are on point, which they have been from you all year, to be fair to you. But a penalty save on top of all of that, I mean, you couldn't have asked for more.
3: I know, really. And I just think that, like, from going up to Cork Park when I was, like, seven, eight, watching the Cork ladies when they were on their 10 All Ireland wins, and, like, obviously, you're, oh my God, like, I hope I get to play there. Not to mind, I wouldn't have even gone as far to dream of saving a penalty there, but it was just unbelievable. Like, after it happened, I just couldn't believe it. And I just kind of knew, like, obviously we had a good lead built up, but with ladies' football, like, matches can turn so quickly, you can't get complacent at all. And especially if the team gets the momentum going, it's so important to kill that momentum. And I do think that saving the penalty was a pivotal moment in my game, anyway. <laughs>
1: It certainly was. Sully so on the sideline. I mean, it's now. I I don't know how coaches. I coached very briefly underage for a while, like, and it's that's stressful enough. But to coach at Crow Park, and to go through the emotions that you have done over the last four or five years, not just this year, to get to that point to be at Crow Park, was there a worry in the dressing room and in the management team with Vince and yourself and all the backroom team? Look, we've gotten this far, but. You know, on these days, some players freeze. The, the occasion does get to them. Was there concerns going into grow Park that that was the case? And, and how how did the match go by for you?
0: Do you know what, Gerrard? We had no concerns. And I'll tell you why. If you were at the training session we did Monday, five days out, blowing the pike. I mean, the girls hadn't been as clean and as sharp all year. I mean, that session, they were just right on point. And, like, we came off the session and goes, we're going to Croke Park, OK here. Now, at no stage, maybe, did we let on that fully to the girls. And, I mean, we were keeping ourselves sharp and honest in our thoughts and our preparation. And we had lots of detail covered. But, and all we had asked for, actually, was that we got a good first half. And it was a big, it was a big talking point. And, like, should we got it? I mean, in, in the all semi final, we got a big second half. In the county final, we got a big second half, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were doing big second halves. But if we could nail two two good halves and start well. And, and I mean, the girls did it. Um, it was fabulous. I mean, they, they made it very easy for us. I mean, super easy. I mean, Everton all year. Yeah, there was never doubt, trust me, from Monday evening we came off that pitch. It was just so sharp and clean.
1: Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's an interesting thing to hear and it's a, it's a lovely thing to hear from a player's point of view and the squad's point of view, like that they were peaking at the right time. But she got them to that point. So She brought them to make sure that they were peaking because I've seen teams peak at semifinals and quarterfinals. And so I suppose my question Emanated from the fact I was really worried in that semi-final in Mallow, the first half, like we you were just just not on it, not the usual was there? I mean, I know you said you got the second half out of it and you got the first half. And I spoke to Vince afterwards about consistency that you were going to have to put in a full 60-minute performance. When that final whistle went and you'd seen that performance that the girls had produced, I mean, that's just everything you look for, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, 100%. Now, just to be clear, are you talking about the, the final whistle in Croke Park or the final whistle in Mallow in the Oh, Either. There were, <laughs>
1: there
0: were two different final whistles, yeah. but if if let's assume it's Croke Park. I mean, yeah. there was a goal there, there was a moment, if you think of need McAllens, and you may not remember it as clearly as I do, I'm sure Ava and Orla do as well, but it was an absolute team score. It was a ball... Yeah. Uh, gathered in below in the back corner, back position, and they moved. There must have been, it must have been, true fourteen or fifteen hands, and need to nail it in top left hand corner. Like what a team score! But I mean, it was like a, it was like a movement or a moment of Conor Quinlan's work of the year. It was like zoom, zoom. I mean, clean, crisp, like all the good stuff he brought to the girls this year. It was. It, it, he nailed it. They nailed it for him. They nailed it for us. For themselves in Croker, like.
1: Um, Orla, talk to me about the management team, not just Sully, but like Vincy and, and Connor and the people that have helped you get to this point because there's a lot of management teams would walk away after three years of losing county finals, you know, understandably so, whatever about players' management teams. How important were they and what was it about them, say in Crow Park just before throwing? What 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 was that scene like uh with the management team and how important were they to you this year?
2: Oh, extremely important. They they all bring like different traits to the team. Like Vincey is is mad. Vincey's mad. Like he really pushes you on if you're doing bad. Vincey will tell you you are doing bad. Solly is probably the most inspirational person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> the way he gets his words across are unreal. And then Connor just is is so smart when it comes to football. He knows what he's doing. And then obviously the rest, everyone else has a great influence on us. And they are the difference. I think completely. They are the difference. I know you can put it up to the girls and stuff and bringing up new girls but I think the new management team really is what got us, you know, there to the final whistle at the end.
1: And yeah, the same for you, like when you consider Olivia, uh, Ellen Toomey made a point mentioning Olivia McAllen, Amy McNamara and Saoirse Desmond you know who weren't part of the of the of the panel with injuries and whatnot this year. In between, like when you consider the younger players that have come through, a lot of that and credit must go to the management team as well. It's one thing to have a panel of players; it's another thing to get them playing right throughout the year. And you did that for the majority of the year. And look at the three trophies that you picked up.
3: Yeah, it was just amazing. Just the whole setup that we have—it's just one big, huge family. Like, and I don't know how the lads did it, confined in their little box. you I love to see Sonny on the side. Like, he's in line with that ball, and he's running back, and he's running off, and he's I know. shouting words of encouragement the whole time. But it really is like everything that goes on behind the scenes, and all of that was kept the same for Croke Park. And I think that's what—like, if you asked at the dressing room beforehand, it was the same as if we were in a dressing room down in the pike. It was the same stuff going on. We did our same thing, and for once we got the shackles off early anyway and put in the
1: performance in the first half and what a day we chose to do it. Exactly what a day you chose to do it. You're listening to Corkshire FM's Big Red Bench with me, Gerard McCarthy. We're talking to Michael O'Sullivan, Sully, Ava Carey and Orla Roach from the victorious All-Ireland Intermediate Champions from the Glenmire Club. Um, back to you, Orla, I was just going to ask as well, Um, it's I mentioned I was, on, I was on a different podcast with the official Ladies Football podcast in the preview of this year's All-Ireland Finals. And they were asking me how preparations were going down in Cork. And I said, well, there's a, you know things are going well in Skibbereen. A lot of people going to the final. But Glenmire have hired a train, uh, not a carriage, yeah. a train to take all the supporters up to, up to Crow Park and back. That support or, uh, that you got on other and final day, but also during the year and considering what happened in the flooding in the areas near where you are with SARS, with all the clubs that helped you out. How emotional were those final, mo- you know, the moments after the final whistle, trying to find your family and friends? But seeing and hearing that crowd and how they got behind you—that must have been magical.
2: Unreal. No, I was looking over, like a headless chicken, for my mother, trying <laughs> to find her in the crowd. But especially, you know, the younger girls, because I've been coaching cool camps for, I think it's the past five years, and the support they've brought, especially, um, like this year, because they're at the matches. You know, they're all up in Mallow to our Games. Cheering us on is unreal because they're very special to me. Like they're like my little kids. Like I, I, I'm coaching them, like every year in cool camps, and just like looking, looking at them now and knowing that they're they're going to be inspired, sort of in a way, to keep playing football and the future generation and all that stuff.
1: Well, Jesus didn't realize you had so many kids. Order congratulations for uh, the <laughs> next generation, Uh Ava, from your point of view, same question. I mean, for family and friends, they haven't seen a lot of you this year. Let's be fair about it now since the summer. You've been full on since the summer and it's not an easy thing to do. You're taking a lot of time to do this and to achieve this and an amazing achievement of three trophies in one year. But the scenes at the final whistle, they must have been very emotional for you.
3: Oh, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like once the tears came, they just kept flowing. But just the same as over, like, just the, all the sports, everyone the community, like I had members of my family there that had never been to come about that in their life. They rock from a direction, and they'll probably never be there again unless it's seen me play in the senior final, hopefully. But it just shows that people like it doesn't matter how into sport they are. It's the community, and it's the family, and the friends, and like what everyone did, and they came out for us in their green and yellow. And it, I suppose it helps that even their flags were green and yellow, so the whole Acro Park was yellow and green, and it was just oh, it was just amazing, and like just all the all the families, all the girls. Like I was saying to one of the girls earlier I used to ref matches when I was like 16 or 17 and I remember I used to ref under 10 games against Glamire and Watergrass Hill and it would be the likes of Ava McCarthy and Ava Turley Ava Fitz was playing with Watergrass Hill at the time like to think that we'd be winning in All-Ireland and Croke Park together like you just wouldn't hear it
1: you certainly wouldn't believe it but you might as well believe it now because you finished the year as All-Ireland champions so you have spoken to the players about Croke Park about the train about the scenes but the scenes in Glenmire of the crowds that welcome you back must have been another, I mean, it must have been, the you know, the cherry on top. I mean, after everything you've achieved this year, to have those crowds giving you uh, the reception that you got, that must have been special, not just for the players, but for the management team as well.
0: Oh, it was class. It was it was so good, you know, um, and huge credit to the executive and all the, the good work they do in the background. but they had organised John McAllen and the, and Deirdre and, all, as I say, all of them, I can't check names now, but um, we stopped the bus at Riverstone Cross, you know, uh, and we walked over the humpback bridge coming up into what is the SARS pavilion, right? Uh, and obviously it's well-storied this year. It's been flooded and everything. And the clubhouse is, you know, not, not long back going again. And obviously the Camogie girls have, have had a, an amazing year and as had the men senior hurlers. I mean, there's been so much success, but like, We've walked back into Glamour as All-Ireland Champions and we've walked down into Sars Pavilion, which is the base of where we've gone after all our big days this year, right? As well as a few other local establishments. But the fireworks stayed out for us and the crowds at half ten and the crowds that got to Sars before we, even when they got off the train, and managed to make it to Sars before us. Uh, like, the oh, my God. And the reception upstairs when we walked up the stairs and... And, and all that, and then they came out again last night in the lashing rain under umbrellas and the noise and the volume and, oh, and the support and the passion. Fabulous. I mean, I mean, what a community of people these group of girls have brought together. I mean, it's been just Megan. Deserve every bit of it. Absolutely every bit of it. It's been great.
1: I think that's a very, very good summation of the community getting behind this particular group of players, but not forgetting Glenmore hurlers or SARS, camogie as well, and all the success that you've had this year in an area. And I know well about areas that get flooded. Um, what it means to people, uh, being able to latch onto something positive, and your story, your your football club story this year, um, has helped an awful lot of people out. Um, and as some people in Odonovan oh, Donovan Ross were saying, it shortened the winter to the point they didn't realize November was gone, which is a lovely way of putting it as well.
0: Christmas week, Christmas week, can like, you imagine it?
1: Before we Except finish, the, <laughs> the celebrations have been going on and deservedly so, quite uh, quite a while. So, Orla, during these celebrations, um, have any of the management team stood out in their singing and dance? Uh, capabilities things as as, you know traits you weren't aware of
2: no actually they've been a bit boring now to be honest (laughs) none of them have sang I think Sully sang a bit on the bus after we won but then he was trying to get us all up singing so he gave himself a break but that was about it
1: right Ava same for you Uh, even the players are you the main singer or protagonist or is it Orla or no no,
2: it was actually Orla took the
3: mic on the bus and she was leading the tunes on the Glenwire Express back home Definitely,
0: and I know I know she's fast on the pitch. But you should see her on the dance floor.
1: Uh, go on, guys! <laughs> now, there is something that the big red bench uh, will certainly follow up on. Like all good journalists, we will make sure that we put that down and something we need to get some proof of. <laughs> so, Sully, you are not a dancer; you are a singer. Is this is this what I am taking from yeah, I'm, not either. I'm Not
0: either. I am not either, jerry I am not either. You should see Connor Clinton and the dance floor last night. He was doing splits and all. that <laughs> right.
1: And on that note, because I am going to be talking to him definitely in the new year. Before I let you go. On behalf of everybody here on Corkshire FM's Big Red Bench, thank you. Not alone for what you've achieved this year because of all the clubs, and it doesn't matter whether you're from East, West, Mid or North, of all the clubs I wanted to see success come to because of the last three years and what I've witnessed in, in intermediate finals, I wanted it for Glanmire. I'll openly put my hand up and admit that, as did Rory Noonan and everybody in the media corps. So for that, we're delighted. But the manner in which he won, County, the manner in which he won, um, the monster title and the manner in which you went up to Croke Park and won an All-Ireland title and what you've done for your local community and how you've raised the bar for future generations of Glanmire uh, LGFA players everybody in Cork Thread FM's Big Red Bench is so proud of you and so happy for you I hope you enjoy and get to enjoy uh, Christmas because you've enjoyed it because guess what around the corner in the new year You're now a senior club, so we're going to be talking quite a lot about the senior championship that's coming up. And as we said to Donovan Rossa a little earlier on the show, who knows what 2024 has in store. And maybe this group story isn't finished just yet when it comes to winning and success. But for now, and considering all you've achieved in 2023, Order Roach, Eva Carey and Sully, thanks very, very much for joining us here on the Big Red Bench. Fabulous,
0: Thank
2: you. Thank
0: you um, very much, sure. Maybe from from our perspective as a group and all the good social work that um, Fame and Big Red Bench, yourself, your podcast. I mean, I look forward to every turn at twelve o'clock. Sometimes I get to the two minutes past twelve, and other times a little later. Uh, and you mentioned Rory there, and there's many other good commentary mm. people out around us. But a, a huge thanks for, from from us and from our club and from our group to all that you've done and you know and continue to do for ladies. Sport and ladies' FA because you know we need to women need to support each other more and we need to continue driving and beating that drum. So thank you, genuine. Thank you. Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.
1: Last Sunday's current account.ie All Ireland Junior Club Championship final between Corks O'Donovan Rossa from Skibbereen and Mayo's Clare Morris saw the Cork club emerge two seven to not eleven winners at Parnell Park in Dublin. I spoke to James O'Donovan, Ava O'Donovan, Laura O'Mahony and Kate O'Donovan to talk about an historic win for the West Cork Club, how their local community welcomed home their All-Ireland winners, their ongoing celebrations and much, much more. Now, it is a real thrill here on Cork Street FM's Big Red Bench to be joined by members of the 2023 all-Ireland LGFA Junior Champions, and how good does that sound to the O'Donovan-Rossa manager and players on with us? We're about to find out. Firstly, we welcome the winning manager of this year's All-Ireland Junior title, James O'Donovan. James, how are you?
4: I'm good, Joe. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm really good. If I'm good, you must be better. Uh, and also by your daughter, Ava. Ava, how are you? Great. Yeah, how are you? I have a feeling you'd say you were great. Uh, delighted also to be joined by Cork senior, Laura O'Manny. Hi, Jerry. Yeah,
5: absolutely fine.
1: Of course, you're flying it. That's excellent. And we're also joined by Kate O'Donovan. How are you, Kate?
6: Thanks
1: very much. Very, very good. Excellent stuff. Um, Only one place to start. I'm going to start with you, James. First of all, hearty congratulations. All Ireland champions having overcome Claire Morris at Parnell Park last Sunday in dramatic fashion. Looked good at halftime. Won five to six points. Was you Know a bitty kind of game, things going right, going wrong, and then they came right back at you. Um, I know in the end it worked out well, and uh, oh, Donovan Ross won the All Ireland, which we all know at this stage. How worried were you though at that second half stage of the third quarter, especially when Clare Morris had their best patch? Um, uh, sure, we
4: were, we, were, we were quite worried, all right, sir, to be honest with you. Um, they were in the ascendancy there for most of the second half, to be honest with you, Clare Morris. They were a very good side, they they ran hard at us, they forced. Turnovers, They locked down our shots and uh, they got at us like, you know, and they had all the momentum. So we were worried. There's no doubt we were worried. Um, we, they, we were three points up, I think, and they came back and they were the point up. Um, so they had all the momentum. So um, momentum was huge in, in, in games and um, wasn't looking great there for a while. Right? You know?
1: But like you've done on many occasions, not just this year, but in previous years, too. I know you haven't, you know, the, the success came this year with the three trophies, uh, County, Provincial, All-Ireland, James. But the resilience of the team, we've spoken about the depth of talent that you have in the panel. It's a real squad effort. You need a full squad to get over the line in the All-Earn final. And as you've alluded to in the press, 12 matches out of 12, that's some going. And that takes a full panel effort. And you needed every single member of your panel, not just this year, but especially in the all Ireland final.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like, it's, like you said, it's... Um... It's a huge, It's it, you don't win a lot of titles easily, like, you know, you have to have a panel of players and you have to have a resilient panel of players, just like you said, it. and to be fair to the girls all year, uh, any questions that have been asked, them, they've been able to answer them, and there were some serious questions last Sunday, and they answered them as well, like, you know, they just, they, they, they find ways to win games, they just find ways to win games, have done all year, and just delighted that they found the way the last day and the, and the most important one, you know.
1: Certainly did, and in dramatic fashion, two seven to 0 eleven was the final score of that two seven. Ava O'Donovan, you managed to contribute two five, so a very easy question for you. What's it like to score two five in an All Ireland final?
7: Really good, really good. Mainly just because like it just it helped us win, I suppose, and like it all it would have obviously not have been able to do without like everyone else, like Laura Kate there and all all the other players. But yeah, I'm I was thrilled to be honest. Yeah.
1: How much does it help, Ava, having experienced players like so Fionnuala, Driscoll and Kate, as you mentioned, they're playing in and around you, making those openings for you?
7: Really good. Like, they always win the first hard ball. Like, and I, I I, kind of just get lucky. I kind of get on the end of things and stuff, but they're they're so good. Like, it's really, you know, you're confident playing with them because, you know, they'll always give their best and they're really, really good players, obviously. So it's great.
1: They are really good players. It's a really good team and you're involved in it and also good news for yourself and your teammate Ali Tobin because you're going to be on the Cork Minor football panel next year. Congratulations. How much are you looking forward to that?
7: Yeah, very looking forward to it to be fair. Um, Being on the younger side of it it's kind of almost a slight bit of pressure off but still, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'll have a break now, Christmas and be tearing to go again in January definitely so yeah no I'm looking forward
8: to it
1: Good stuff tearing to go speaking of tearing to go Laura O'Mahony we've spoken on many occasions when you've had a Cork jersey on you but and we've also interviewed you with the Skibbereen jersey Talk to me about the scenes coming down the main street in Skibbereen on Sunday night. I know you were expecting a crowd to come out, but the volume of people that came out and the way this crowd and the tone has gotten behind you this year, not just in the semi-final and the all Ireland final, but really gotten behind you. Reminiscent, because I'm showing my age, as James will tell you here, of 30 years previous when that main team won the all Ireland football final. Fantastic scenes and it, it must have been really moving for you and the team. Yeah, definitely, Jerry.
5: Honestly, it's stuff you'd never even dream of. You know, just a once in a lifetime opportunity and to be going down North Street and um, all through the town in an open-decker bus. Honestly, you can't make it up. Um, it was just amazing. And I don't think people realise how many people were actually there as well until you were standing up in the lorry looking down. that The whole street was packed and people, they all came out to cheer us on and support us. It's just incredible. They've been with us every step of the journey and they didn't stop that night either.
1: Yourself and Trina in midfield have had a fantastic year. Um, engines up and down the pitch covering doing all that kind of off the ball work that you not necessarily see but is essential for midfielders how good does it feel obviously you've won three trophies this year Laura it feels good but to be injury free at this particular time of the year
5: uh, definitely yeah look I think I've missed a couple of uh, big games here and there with injury so to get through the whole year without an injury it's just amazing Um, I think that especially with the year in it not to miss any match this year is brilliant
1: it certainly is. Kate in the same for you. We talked about the scenes in Skibbereen and the likes we've never seen. A lot of people would never have experienced them, and those that did, it was 30 years before. Parnell Park, you had a huge support up there. You were obviously able to hear them, but how good was it at the final whistle? Can you remember who you ran over and knocked over first? I
6: think it was uh, Fiona Leonard, I first uh, had a hug, with. Um, she was nearest to me, but no, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, when the countdown was on, we could just hear the Rosses chant, and I think that really just pushed us over, keep driving further on. Um, so it was absolutely fantastic, and when the flood of people came into the pitch, then it was just absolutely amazing—like seeing everyone and hugging everyone. It was, um, it was amazing. Yeah.
1: Kate, you're experienced enough to play in these kind of games, and the and the, the the pressure that comes on. Was there a moment this year, or a particular game, or was it a gradual thing when you kind of went, you know, we could do something special this year?
6: Um. Well, I think I suppose first and foremost, for you know, our main goal really was to win the county. Um. I think from then on, we just took it every game as it could. I suppose then when you're getting closer to the finishing line, you know, it does become more of a reality and you think, oh, this could really be something special. Um, So, yeah, I think the closer we got, obviously, the more we were, um, I suppose, looking forward to it and I suppose we got a taste of what it could be like. Um, So, yeah, I suppose we just really went and grabbed it then, thank God.
1: And Kate, looking back now, did it actually help that you were on the road for most of the provincial championship, Like, that you weren't actually at home? The first home game was Gusaran from Wexford, the All-Ireland, and what a day that was. But the fact that you were on the road bonding together because there's a big group there did that really come through like i mean did you feel like the pressure was off uh, after winning the county?
6: um well i suppose like that was our, was our main priority but i suppose then when we started you know we did so well in championship you know the pressure didn't really come off either because we wanted to do more do you know i think we're a very hungry team for success so i think when we got a taste when we just wanted to keep going but definitely i think all the traveling did help us i mean like even going up um to glasgow we stayed in the hotel the night before and even the flight I think that really helped us in for the All-Ireland, you know, it was things we'd already experienced before. Um, so, yeah, it just, I suppose it was all experience and we were able to just take it in our stride and go from there.
1: James, um, we've spoken a lot about the players and I thank you very much as well for all the uh, access you've given the big red bench this year. I think I've spoken to all 15 or no, if not, I'm very, very close to starting most of the games. But let's talk about your management background team. And I know you can't name everybody out that's on the committee, you know, Donovan Ross, but they're very, very important too in the work that they've done behind the scenes. But talk to me about the makeup of your management team and why they were so important to the success this year.
4: Um, yeah, for Look, I suppose, you know, I'd always say there. It's my first year involved with in, them. And, you, you, you know, you're not going to take a team in one year and win anything. You won't win a county in a year. It's all at all. You're not going to win another in a year. So, like, the work that has been done over the last number of years with these girls and this team, like Derek Tobin, the first man up there. Like he, Derek's been involved for a number of years there with the team, and he's been doing phenomenal work, phenomenal volunteer. Like you know, uh, brilliant man around the place, and he's he's brought the team like to, to, to you know as I say, within touching distance of a the county there last year. So like the Derek stayed on was huge, absolutely huge, because you know he knew the girls, he knew the ladies' football, you know, it was brilliant. So so number one, like, and then you would you have Jarrod O'Brien. George's a great football man, like, great football man. Knows football instead of great, great, great man to have on the side, like, on a match day especially. And you, James O'Manning, Laura's dad, another great football man, you know. Um, loves the football, loves this team, and great knowledge on it as well, like. And George leaned in as well. Um, I didn't know George until this year, and George is brilliant. Like, George looks after, we'll say all our kids and logistics of all that. And, you know, great man again to talk to both, both players and how players are going. And uh, you know, really, really good. And then you look at uh, Creda Conway then we'll be our right, FLO. And like the girl say, the mammy of the team, like she's she's just brilliant, you know, she's a fantastic person around the place. She's uh she she's she keeps it light, lighthearted, you know, she's a bit of funer and you know keeps everyone going. And uh, you know, Wednesday evening there like after training, we're all into the clubhouse and uh she had the tea and the sandwiches and the soup and stuff like that. And th- that that 20 minutes we have inside there as well, you know, every Wednesday evening. That was lovely. It's been lovely all year, you know, just just trainings over, in we go, have our little chats. And, um, you know, so everyone contributed massively. And then behind the scenes, and again, you look back at you and Michael McCarthy, I suppose, who co founded the club, I'd say, back, whatever, or re-founded the club, whatever it was, um, 13 years ago. And sure, like the work that that man has done. Like he's kept the he's kept the club on the road, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Kept it as he says himself between the ditches, um, steering it along and making great decisions. Whenever there's a big decision to be made, Michael's a man that make it, you know. Great man to have in the club. So there's loads. I I sh- probably shouldn't have started naming because I'm, I'm gone I've let people out now, but there's just a there's just a phenomenal bunch. Like you know, chairperson, Trevor Hagerty, Nora O'Regan as well there. Like what she has done, like uh, she's our treasurer, but she, she's our everything as well. Like, she, the amount of stuff that she does behind the scenes is, is, is phenomenal. Like, so look, there's a huge, huge t- team behind us. We are this football team, but the team that's behind us is equally important. And um, without them, they'd be no longer leader. You know, so yeah, very,
1: very well said. And look, you can't name everybody out. Uh, and as I said, I'm thanking everybody behind the scenes that I've seen in action and like i mean you're right the team on the pitch does the business but the the team on the pitch can't do the business james unless the team off the the pitch is supporting them and allowing to do that and just one last question for you james you you, like you talked about the glasgow you talked about guster i saw it that day myself firsthand like all you had to do was concentrate on the football so that's really all you want to do and you were allowed to do that because of the community and the committee effort that allows you to do that that's
4: correct that's absolutely true like um once we got like the Gus Ryan game was was a perfect example of it there because it was a huge uh, organizing event to our sorry, huge organizing event at that event. Um to run an all semi final in your home club. Um is massive. The the volume of cars and parking and stewarding and the, the requirements that were from the LJFA um for the day. And uh, there was like a project management team nearly went into place for that and they ran they ran a super show. And genuinely, I didn't have to think about it. Didn't have to think about it. Um, All we had to do was get the girls onto the pitch, in the good shape as we could, and and try and go about winning the game. That was our only task. The rest was looked after by by the club, you know. So, Mm, really, really happy with with everything that's done for us.
1: And so you should be. Excellent stuff. We're here, you're listening to Corkshire FM's Big Red Bench with me, Jerry McCarthy. We're speaking to members of the victorious All-Ireland County Munster and All-Ireland Junior Champions for 2023 from O'Donovan Rossa. Ava, I was just going to ask you as well, that day against Gossaran in the semi-final when the game was over, the crowd that met you on the way back to the dressing room, I wrote about it in a couple of newspapers. I've never seen it. It's a long time since I've seen that outpouring of thanks and emotion. What was that like as a player to walk back to the dressing room in the middle of all that? Unbelievable.
7: Because, like, to be honest, I'm warm up. And- Warm, warm down sorry and things like that like we hadn't we really grasped how many people were at the game because like when you're playing you can't really um take notice of like who was actually there and then the guard of honor they gave us going off the pitch on unreal. like a- anywhere you turned you'd be like you'd know that person or you'd be a cousin of the next person and it was just so nice and everyone was like all gang and it was it was unreal but like it's been like that all year and i think every game that happened even more like supporters went because just they heard how good it was and it's it's so good like to be honest
1: and yeah the same for the all Ireland final eva just at the final whistle i mean i asked kate who she knocked over i think she knocked over somebody who was watching tv but what about <laughs> yourself i mean who did you run to straight after the final whistle
7: uh, I, I actually can't even remember i just literally put my gum shield in my sock and <laughs> whoever was next to me i'd say i hugged and then I know I hope Defoe Driscoll as well very soon, and Emily ran on, and those the girls. I was kind of down by the back, so anyone who was down there. Um, but yeah, no, like literally, I was just—it's so emotional. Like I, I can't even remember to be honest. It was—it was, it was so good though.
1: What a footballer already, James, putting the gum shield, remembering to do that at the <laughs> one, after winning in Ireland, and you've you <laughs> a fine future ahead of you, Laura Manning, um You've had great days in the Cork jersey already, but this is very different when it's a club and it's where you come from and it's the friends and the colleagues and everyone around you. Did you feel the community behind you this year? Because I felt it very early on in the championships, definitely the day you won the county, I think, against Donnie's and the effort, I could see the, the performance that day, 12 months before the disappointment of not doing it against Niamh But But the crowd in MTU that day, the crowd that followed you over to Glasgow, the crowd that was in Skibreen the day of the semi-final and the huge numbers that went up a week before Christmas, how does that lift you as a player? Because you've experienced it from Inter County, in Crow Park, with Cork. But as a club player, how how lovely was all that?
5: Yeah, it's incredible, George. You know, like it's almost like a family now in Skibbereen. Like everyone's just getting behind each other, and there's people there that they probably had no interest in GA at the start of this year, and like they're purely just coming over. To meet everyone and to congratulate everyone and that's what just it shows that like it's not about the actual football it's about the people that are involved in it and it's so lovely to see everyone behind us and like I spoke about already about all the people coming out it was literally 11 o'clock pitch black in Skiverine raining and I'd say there was about a thousand people or more on the street cheering us on and waving us on so it's amazing.
1: And I didn't realise, Laura Manny, all these years that you can dance because the uh, dancing that was going on uh, on that on the back of that trailer uh, to whatever song, I can't remember the exact song now, that's, and there's footage available, so don't say I, I'm, I'm wrong. Where did the dancing skills come from?
5: Uh, I, I don't really have a comment on that.
6: <laughs>
1: okay, I'll move on to Kate then. Kate, where does the dancing come from? i plenty practice in
6: the tanyard.
1: Very good. And a lovely mention of the sponsors as well. Um, same thing for you, Kate. I mean, all these people out to greet you. Have you had a chance, Kate, to stop and go, we've just won the county, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do at junior level. And anyone who knows anything about ladies football in Cork, it's the most, one of the most competitive. We've won the Munster and we're all Ireland champions going into 2024. I mean, have you had a chance just to sit down, maybe not in the tanyard, but on your own and away from everything and just actually let, let that let that sink in?
6: world since you know we've just been on the go all the since so I think it will be a few weeks if maybe not a few months before it sinks in I so suppose everything's just been um partially onwards from now on so yeah I'd say it'll be a while before it sinks in but it was absolutely incredible I mean the scenes and everything was stuff of dreams really coming down to Skibarine on a owned-off bus like it was absolutely unbelievable but like Arian Paul coming back from the Olympics like it was absolutely fast mm.
1: and Kate like the, a lot of young people in that crowd you so, and I've written about it in the coming weeks like uh, 30 years ago there was a lot of young fellas watching that skip team that were inspired to go on and play football, there was a lot of young boys and girls watching you all this year, did you feel that as well because like, you, the younger members of the community certainly seem to have taken a shine to you
6: Oh absolutely and like they had all their homemade signs and everything and you know even today they we went around to all the different primary schools and that was even just so special itself being welcomed by all of them today, we went up to the secondary school as well so you know it's from the age of five up until their teenage years you know they all come behind us to support us so it's been absolutely amazing and you know hopefully they'll be able to stand up on a stage one day as well and enjoy what we've enjoyed and hopefully have a cup of their own
1: very well said now James we mentioned the girls dancing on the nights of celebrations there's rumors that you've been singing and are a bit of a singer can you can you clarify those rumors please
4: just like Laura there
1: I have no comment to make on that you have your homework done before you came on to do the interview I'll give you credit on that it's fair to see Um, James I'll leave the final word to you because I think we've been speaking probably more than people outside your family this year since the start of the Cork Championship so you'll be glad to see the back of me but have you had a chance to step back and realise what's been achieved in a 12 month span because very few teams bounce back from a county final defeat very few teams like Glenmire bounce back from three county final defeats. We've had two Cork teams do it this year. Um, have you had a chance just to stop and go, look, look what this group and the, the committee behind us and the management team and everyone associated with this O'Donovan Rossa lady set up. It's, it's phenomenal to win, what you, to achieve what you've done. Um, have you had a chance to just let it sink in or is it going to take a bit more time? It'll
4: probably take a bit more time to get the full enormity of it, I suppose, but but on Sunday night, when we came back to town, and the girls were on the trailer and they were dancing, and I was stu- I was just stood to the side of it, and I was looking out over the crowd on the street, and the the girls on the bus are on the, the the lorry, and you know it was so special, like and it did it did kind of hit me. I said I said it to to Derek. I said, "Jeez, what have we done?" Like look around us, like you know. Um, it did it did it did realize at that moment like that this is a special thing, you know, and just. As I said, I'm saying it all. I'm just delighted to be part of it. To be honest with you, probably one of the one of the greatest uh, things i have probably ever been involved in, in my life. You know, and just um, it's it's just 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 a like fairy tale. To be honest mm. with you, it's a fairy tale from start to finish. The whole thing, um, just even the, the final thing there, like the Sharon Stowe um, came back from Australia uh, to us, um, and that just complete that for me. That completed it because she like she's mm. she's been a warrior for skipping ladies football for many years, like and to Think that she wasn't going to be around and all the final day was, you know, it t- t- wouldn't have been right. And the fact that she was there and able to share with us as well, it just, it just for me, that just completed the fairy tale, you know. So that's
1: it. And I think that's a good note to end it on a fairy tale. Certainly it was. I would take, I question one thing you said there. You said it's the best thing you've been involved with this group of players. I'd add the two words so far and leave it at that because we head into 2024. It has been a remarkable year, but I don't think this journey has ended just yet for this particular team. But we've all next year to talk about that for yeah, now. Thanks, yeah. I want to say on behalf of everybody, uh, Cork Shred FM's Big Red Bench to you, James, especially in all your players for the access and the amount of interview time we've gotten this year. Really appreciate it. It helps spread the word and the gospel of ladies football. Uh, it also helps when you win three trophies like a junior county, a provincial and All-Ireland. But that's what O'Donovan Ross have done over the last 12 months. What a year, what a fairy tale, as you've put it beautifully. And what a way to end uh, this year uh, here on the Big Red Bench. We are sincerely in debt to you and your players for everything that you've done for us and we're delighted for you and thrilled for you. So thank you to James O'Donovan, Ava O'Donovan, Laura Manny and Kate O'Donovan and uh, I'll be talking to you again pretty soon in 2024. But for now, thank you very, very much.
8: Okay. Thank you, you.
5: John. Thanks,
0: Stuart. Thank you. The Big Red Bench. Game on. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm.
1: I spoke to Echolive.ie chief sub-editor Rory Noonan, who was on the sideline throughout Glanmire and O'Donovan Rossa LGFA's journeys to All-Ireland glory during 2023. I got Rory's thoughts on the two clubs' magnificent successes, as well as looking ahead to both sides' prospects for 2024. Now, here on the Big Red Bench uh, and this special show that we put together uh, praising the run and the fantastic success of two Cork LGFA clubs, Glanmire becoming the Intermediate All-Ireland Champions, and Ross of Dublin, Rossa becoming the All-Ireland Junior Champions. One man who's been on the sideline for most, if not all, of their run of both clubs, all the way to All-Ireland glory is the Echolive.ie Chief Sub-Editor Rory Noonan. He joins me on the line now. Rory, how are you?
8: I'm very good and thanks for having me, George.
1: Not a bother, uh, the end of a long year, he said, crying through the tears like yourself. But what a year oh, yeah. for, for Cork, LGFA. And let's start with Glanmire, because I know you've been writing extensively about them on Echolive.ie and in the Echo newspaper pages. 5-8 um, to 1-6, comprehensive scoreline to defeat Ballinamore. Amour, Sean O'Heslund in the All-Ireland final. What a performance, though, on the day itself, Rory, when they needed it most.
8: Well, oh, absolutely. And to be honest, it was probably their best performance of the season. So they, they, they picked the right day to peak. And and I think key to that probably was getting the early goal, Orland, Orland Roach's early goal was, was key in their win. Um, as you've seen and as I've seen uh, throughout their campaign, a couple of times they've been a bit slow to start. Some of the matches, uh, you know, they were behind and had to come and had to come um, from behind to, to win. But I think that goal early on seemed to settle them in the final. And from there, to be honest with you, it didn't ever look like losing after that. I know it was two minutes in, but still, they always were dominant from then on.
1: They were certainly dominant and I suppose the concern I had coming into it, Rory, was that semi-final in Mallow when Nafina from County Meath really put it up to them and, you know, they didn't play for the full 60 minutes by their own admission. They turned it on, as you said, in the first half um, in the All-Ireland final against uh, Sean O'Heslins. But this team and the journey they've been on, you've seen firsthand the heartache that they've endured in three consecutive intermediate county final losses. I mean, to come back a fourth time and to beat Naeva Vaughan, a team on the rise, this is a very, very special team in Glenmire right now.
8: Oh, uh, absolutely, Joey. it was your spot on there. I mean, this team, as you said, you know, to lose three finals in a row, I mean, to even to come back to get into the three finals in a row in itself was was was, uh, was outstanding from them and, and just shows the, the commitment and the heart and the spirit and everything that's good about this Glenmire side, you know, to, and to get there again this year to make it four in a row and, like, cast your mile back to the Cork Finals, I mean, we were going to injury time. They were a point down. You know, it looked like they could be looking at four losses in a row. But credit to them, they got two late scores. Rihanna Crowley got two points, if my memory is correct at this stage, um, to win the game for them. So, I mean, even going back to then, they could have been out of it. It could have been four. But in fairness to them, they showed all their resilience. And all I suppose maybe the bit of experience they've built up over those four years to get across the line. And I think once they got across the line in Cork, they were kind of, the shackles were off. They could let loose. They could relax. They could play a bit bit of football. The pressure was off them at that point. And I think that, that win in Cork was obviously key for them going on. But it was a huge um, chip off their shoulder or burden off their shoulders at this stage and I think they'll drive on from here after that and be very confident about
1: that Yes, and of course, next year, and this is the big thing, They we will have an All-Ireland champion in the Cork LGFS senior ranks. They're going up to join the big guns, the likes of Mornaby Abbey, the likes of Aerog, the likes of Ahada. I mean, it's going to be fascinating viewing, Rory, and already we're looking for finals here and St. Dover. Yet we're already looking forward to next year's Cedar Championship.
8: Oh, absolutely. I think we're going to have a fabulous championship in Cork next year. And Glamboyer will add to that because, I mean, you know, Ahada has been coming good for the last couple of years. Vals came back mm. this year, you know, a team that a lot of people were after writing off of it. In fairness to Vals, they came back this year. Add in Aero, Good Abbey uh, to the mix. And even Castlehaven, you know, don't, don't, don't rule Castlehaven out of anything. They're quite capable of upsetting anybody you know, on the day. So I think we could have a very, very good championship. And I suppose, from the, the Glamour point of view, how, how better to go into a championship than on the back of an All Ireland win? They're going to go into this very, very confident. And what I like about Glamour was, and as, a, as we'd have seen over the last couple of years, they played in the senior league. All right, they lost the two league finals there all over the last two years, but they played at the top level in the league, which no doubt has helped them and helped them to get to where they are now today.
1: Certainly has, and it will make for fascinating viewing having the All Ireland Intermediate Champions Glanmire in the Cork LGFA senior championship next year. What we will also have in the Cork LGFA Intermediate Championship next year are the All Ireland Junior Champions, and that's because O'Donovan Rossa overcame Claire Morris two seven to not eleven in Parnell Park last Sunday. Incredible uh, scenes there again, Rory. And it's one thing to have a Cork Club winning three trophies, but to have two Cork clubs doing the same, winning their county, winning their provincial and the All Ireland, a fantastic day for O'Donovan Rossa and one player in particular, Ava O'Donovan, who scored two five of their two seven.
8: Oh absolutely she's she's a special player and I mean you don't like putting any pressure on, on, on a player of her age. She's only sixteen or so at this stage, you know, and then she's going to be a Cork minor in the coming season. She's going to be a player that's going to be already marked by opposition. And, and they'll be watching out for, her. but for what a what a performance in the final, you know. And to be fair to her, you know, to keep a cool head that late on in the game, knowing when you're a couple of points down that the goal was such a vital score for them, you know. I mean, it, that took a lot of, um, I suppose, guts on her part, really, not not to lose her head at that point in the match. But hats off to Adonis and Ross for the year they've had. I mean, they're a superb club, superb, outfit superb side. I mean, we were both down there at, at the semi-final, the Allianz semi-final, Dunedin Skibbereen. What a crowd was out there there to support them. Same last last Sunday. The bus was leaving Skibreen I got before the before the sun was up last Sunday morning they're heading up to up to Parallel Park just shows what they mean to the community and what the community means to them down there. Like, you know, they're a fabulous, fabulous club. Brilliantly, you know, from James, their manager, James O'Donovan, their manager, all through. Like, you know, they're a brilliant setup and i I was really impressed with them in the final. They stuck in there when it looked like it was going against them, and to be fair to them, they deserved to win on the day.
1: They certainly did, and they've been on a similar run to Glenmire, and as you said, the way the community in uh, Skipperine has gotten behind them, the same way the community has gotten behind Glenmire, is one of the best things about this, Rory, the The fact that we're talking about two car clubs winning all Ireland titles. It raises the profile of the game within the county, but it also helps, I would hope, the likes of Shane run in and give him additional options that he mightn't have thought of, um, having seen those two clubs and what they've come through, not just necessarily at senior, but at minor um, and even under 16 level as well.
8: Oh, absolutely. There are, there are certainly players coming through there that are going to feature for Cork in, in time to come. You know, you you mentioned Eva O'Donovan there, like you know, Cork minor this year. She's certainly someone. If she keeps going the way she's going to go, is going to be um, playing that senior level for Cork for some time if she if that's what she wants, because she's just got absolutely abundance of ability on the ball. You know, left right leg doesn't matter to her. She can go either way. Like she's a superb player. But there's others too. I think I think Abby Manny and, um, you know, as uh, mm-hmm. someone as well that, that that is impressed this year. She's been in, knocking around the car panel over the last couple of years. And um, I think this championship and this campaign would have brought her on a lot. She's another option, I think, that, that, he, that she can definitely look at uh, going forward. I know I'm very impressed with her all through this championship. And, um, you know, she did Captain car to an All-Ireland Minor title a number of years ago. She's only 21, 22 now. So she's, you know, she's maturing. And I think she's another player that could, that we could, maybe Cork will get a lot more out of, of this year than they have maybe the last year or two. But overall, like, I mean, those players are certainly going to be uh, holding their hand up for Shane. And Shane might be or should be in the a lucky position of having the pick and choose players and say, Jeepers, if I take off one player, I've got another coming in that's just as good. You know, and, that, and certainly I think there'll be a fair few of these. Like Donovan Rasta and Glanmire players are going to feature for Cork going forward at the time. Or the Roach is another that I think would be worth the. We look at in the league. And I, I, I haven't mentioned Laura Manny from Donovan Ross. She's on the panel as well for year two. She's certainly has shown all through this campaign why she is on the car panel. She was superb for Donovan Ross all through.
1: Yeah, lots of names there. Fantastic success. What a year it's been. O'Donovan oh, Ross and Glenmire finished the year as All-Ireland Champions. We finish our, our long, long year, <laughs> Rory, and we're already talking about 2024, but there is so much to look forward to next year in both Intercounty, Cork LGFA, and, of course, the Big Club Championships. Uh, and on behalf of everybody here on the Big Red Bench, thank you very, very much for all your coverage and coming on and speaking to us throughout the year. Much, much appreciated.
8: My, my pleasure and looking forward to it, as you said with a new season already so I think it's going to be a great
1: one That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can also listen online at redextra.ie Don't forget to tune into the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan Colm O'Sullivan and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie
0: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.